Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Becca, pronouns she, her, hers. And I'm Josie, pronouns he, they. And, and we're, we're your, your judges. judges. And today we have a special guest panelist on our show, By the Cover, which is a podcast that <laughs> yes, we do. That's right, yeah. Specifically, <laughs> this is By the Cover. We should definitely include that in the introduction. Get but, all the information. Uh, but yeah, here's our special guest judge, my mother. Hi, Stacy. Hello. Hi, Mom. How are you? I'm fantastic and ready to be judging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, do I start? Should yeah. I start? Do 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 you want to start? Do yeah. you feel like your your beginning leads into your middle? Because I know sure. typically on a double day for you, I'd lead in. But um, before before we do start, though, I just wanted to know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> talk about your credentials here on by the cover. Yeah, why are you qualified to be on? Yeah. Our show? Why why oh. are you here as our expert? Tell us now. Well, I've been judging since 1974, <laughs> um, which is uh, you know the year that I entered the world and. I was very judgmental. Yes, I was very 46. (laughs) Yes, I was very judgmental upon entry. um, And I've been told that I'm extremely judgmental. I've been hired for many different positions because of my judgmental self. Uh, and then also, like, you, oh, you've I been also, an educator yes, for a yes. very long time. Yes, I'm over a, yes, 15 I, years at this point. Oh, yeah. Or just uh, about 15, it should mm, be. I'm at 78, 17 in Minnesota. Oh, well, I guess if you count, like, the time that you were in grad school. No, well, I was in grad school. Mm-hmm. At the same I, w- I was working and going yeah, to grad no, school, no, which is more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's double duty. When yeah, you, I mean, when, when you, you teach yeah, all like day, it's definitely double the duty, grad school <laughs> and work. No, I'm just saying, like, when you when you teach all day to teenagers, um, you know, so you're bringing your judgmental self to teenagers all day, and then you go off to a university to learn how to be less judgmental because you're getting a school counseling degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm, so I'm definitely being so a dingus. Well. You've been educating for a very long it's, time. Yes, thank you. Uh, yes. And specifically, English is uh, where you started out with when you were It when was, you were a teacher. yes. Yeah, I, I thought that being uh, an avid reader and um, a, a judger of the way that people use the English language, that that would make me a really great teacher of, of, of English. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned out that I instead pretty much didn't like that at all because about only 15% of the students appreciated that level. So um, I found myself loving the hallway and, um, you know, spending more time with students figuring out their lives, you know, like what they should do next. And so I jumped out of that. And, and it could be something. I mean, oh, you, you by far have to be better than an English English teacher that I had, at least in high school, who swore upon everything that orcs could fly oh. and that that was textual in in Tolkien's work wow. um and that you could you could if you if you just read in there a little bit you you'd find That's a really find specific yeah. thing to like hold out on yeah wow. and like the te- the students were just like that's just not was that's not was he mad about the movies? Was that the I, big thing? I like, don't. How did I this don't keep coming so, up. I, it was just like I. It was the type of thing that my. I remember my stepsister telling me, and of course, like being a goblin teen, I was like, I must, oh, yeah. I must test this theory. <laughs> so I hear, what? No, no, no! Please tell me your theories on orcs. <laughs> wow. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's fascinating. That's mm. so interesting. Yeah. That never was one of the issues that we crossed. No, no, no. Uh, and I and I taught for a really conservative, even though it was a public school, it was a conservative base of people, and so like we had to fight for things. Um, I see 
there's a possibility that we're actually going to spend some time on one of my favorites. Yeah. But I had to fight really hard to get some of my favorites, uh, i.e. those the important books that you should read, mm-hmm. before, if, especially if you're college prep. Um, and so that was the other piece of being in that. Yeah, one, of my, one yeah. of my favorite stories, I don't think I heard it when it happened because I think I was a little young at the time, but one of my yes. favorite stories from, from when you were working uh, as a teacher there was that um, because of how many of the books that you had offered to the board or whatever? Yes, it there was is a review get, board. Get, uh, you had to get three thumbs up to be able to. Mm-hmm. Have oh, I like yeah. the classroom. I like the thumbs up system. That's like it's like not a negative. It's not an up or down. It's just like thumbs up. That's it. No, well, it was thumbs but up or thumbs down. down. But, like, it was but, up but, down. but like, but like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, and it feels less than of, like yes or no. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and if you got two out of three, then you could read it with parent permission. But that meant you couldn't teach it for the whole class. Oh man. But, uh, anyway, and I uh, and so because of because of how many books uh, you weren't allowed to teach, you compiled then that list yes. of books and proliferated it among no, your no, students. No, no, no. You actually are creating a story. So Is that not no, what that's not exactly how it went. So the, instead, it was actually the chair of the board's daughter uh-huh. would come home and say, "So what did Mrs. Bender offer tonight?" <laughs> and and then and then which ones did she not get approved? And then that student would actually say to all of her friends, so these are the books we should be reading. And so it actually turned into kind of this underground thing uh-huh. that like people were like, oh, my goodness, 1984. We definitely <laughs> need to read 1984. And oh, my gosh, Slaughter Brave New House World. <laughs> I've actually yeah. read Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. I intend I, to, though. Yeah. Uh, one it's day, a good one. Yeah. eventually. I think it's good. My understanding was that you actually like passed out no, a piece no, no, of paper no, no. That, that, and, and essentially that like, is a told growth. them, no, 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 like, no, these that... are the books your parents like, want you to Like you walk through the hallways yeah, and just like, like throwing them into the right. air. Like, hello, here are the books you should read because your parents are saying no to them. Uh, so one of them, I, I'm going to move on now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is a great story. Thank you for letting me um, Yes. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna take a look at the Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. Oh yes, I've um, actually been in Nathaniel Hawthorne's house. Oh, have oh. you? That's awesome. Yeah, we went to Salem for uh, like a swim meet, I and I just remember to. at the time being like objectively terrified of a the Witch Museum, which the yes. Witch Museum in Salem is the most objectively terrifying experience. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. very weird. It's all wax figures, but yes. the devil oh. wax figure is just specifically upsetting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. Otherwise, Salem's a very lovely place to be. And go to visit the Peabody Seaside. Museum. Can't yeah. recommend it enough. Yeah. <laughs> Um, here's the, here's the summary. And I want to be very clear that this is a summary, but it reads, we'll see. Like all of Hawthorne's novels, The Scarlet Letter has but a slender plot and but a few characters with an influence on the development of the story. Its great dramatic force depends entirely on the mental states of the actors and their relations to one another. Relations of conscience. <laughs> Relations between wronged and wrongers. Wronger. Wrong wrongers. Wrongers. Yes. Its great burden is the weight of unacknowledged sin. Oh, it, yes. it, it actually is a lot of acknowledged sin. Um, but as seen in the remorse <laughs> and cowardice and suffering of the Reverend Arthur Dimsdale, who yes. you know is not confessed. Dimsdale Dimidome? Yeah. <laughs> Contrasted with his concealed agony is the constant confession conveyed by the letter, which is forced upon Hester and has a double effect. A healthful one, working beneficently and making her helpful and benevolent, tolerant and thoughtful, and an unhealthful one, which by the great emphasis placed on her transgression the keeping her forever under its ban and mm. isolating her from her fellows <laughs> prepares her to break away from the long repression and lapse again into sin when she plans her flight. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that this summary was like, I understand that this is a great work and mm-hmm. Nathaniel is now dead. Mm-hmm. And so now my use of language must be an apogee to Hawthorne's work. My diction must in its own right revere the author. <laughs> I personally like the word wronger. 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 I mean, when I've been wronged, I have always thought of those who have wronged me as my wrongers. Wrongers. I mean... <laughs> oh, you, you're just a mean old wronger. wronger right? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's a word that it will never leave my mind now. And uh, I feel that I have like a whole new word to bring into therapy. 
important. <laughs> Which, Listen, I mean, we have to have a vocabulary to talk yeah. about yeah. our, I mean, our situation. What have you learned this week? Well, I didn't know that there were wrongers in my life. <laughs> I didn't know that it was possible <laughs> that I could actually, there was a word for these people. People, yeah, the wrongers. I mean, there's so many different ways you can say that word. Mm-hmm. And it, anyway. I feel like you'd run into wronger in like like a children's storybook where you were like trying to like really break like break down good and evil in just yes. like a really clear it's, way. Yeah, it's kind of like if, if Dr. Seuss had made like, mm-hmm. the, the, it'd be the, the gooders and the wrongers. The gooders and the wrongers, yes. Um, yes. Roger wow. Chillingworth is an embodiment of subtle and refined revenge. The most striking situation is perhaps the minister's vigil in chapter 12. Mm-hmm. My guess is that that is probably something that's on an AP exam. And so they're making sure that they have like that specific uh, thing. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. I'm just saying that that's it's like a study the, summary. Guide. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I guess like different editions could really screw up your mm-hmm. experience with the book <laughs> based on the needs that you have for literal right. testing. Wow. I just really like enjoy like The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. On page 120 <laughs> yes. of this edition, yes. there's a very fascinating scene in which Nick gets drunk. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the story? <laughs> the book, though corresponding in its tone and burden to some of the shorter stories, had a more startling and dramatic character. I like this. What a history startling. now. Startling. And a strangeness which at once took hold of a larger public than any of those had attracted. Though imperfectly comprehended and even mu- misunderstood in some quarters. <laughs> it was seen <laughs> oh, to have... You actually a, use the name. Uh, Mike, we're going to have to bleep out the name of that high school. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was seen okay. to have a rejected. No, but it's so true that they misunderstood. Like, they would not allow this book because they thought that it would like perpetuate sinful behavior. And I'm like, no, I think you have completely misunderstood the <laughs> we, entire. We point. need to make sure that we repress all of the right. students in this high school. Right. Let's make sure that they don't have sex before marriage. And I'm like, that's not the point of this novel at all. Like, it has nothing to do with saying Hester was a. I mean, anyway. Like, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't bother as much with kind of whether or not and and, and I mean actually the act never happens. Right, exactly. You know? I mean that that's the thing that I was like, this is fascinating. You're telling me I can't use a book that never actually, you know, uses any language that has to do with the sexual act, as opposed to Brave right. New World, which is pretty descript. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. I read that in high school. Uh, it's a good book. It's a good book. Let's see what other people think about the book, though. Let's see. Let's let's see what the uh, 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 oh maybe I have to read that one. You did. Um, <laughs> oh yes, I did bring a good review. I peer <laughs> oh, studied these beforehand, and oh I, yes, oh. I'm remembering. <laughs> I did not get the notes in advance, so yeah. that just as a. Um, no, and neither has Becca. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I have my own notes. <laughs> these for... are all these are all new. Uh, four stars from Kindle customer verified purchase. Uh, it's back in June fifteenth, twenty sixteen. So you know they had a lot on their mind. Uh, wow. Four stars. It is also a very good book, and I enjoyed it immensely. It is also, also a very, very good, good book. book. What I else think, is it though? I think there's a chance that uh, it might have yes, been a good movie. It's another one of those situations where. <laughs> Well, actually, it's kind of like a, a little teaser for the rest of the review. See if you can or pick out bush. where that where that subject line was yoinked from. Uh, yoinked, by the way, is the opposite of yeet. You yeet something away, you yoink it towards you. The wow. yeeters and the yoinkers. That's right. The Scarlet Letter. I feel like I've been wrongered. <laughs> the Scarlet Letter by Nathaniel Hawthorne is a classic. Okay. The classics list. Yeah, no actually, I, I went into the classics to find it. So, <laughs> uh, which is the main reason I chose to read it. But besides being a classic, Did his dad it is him? also a very good book, <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed it immensely. Now this book has been entered into the echelons of great literature, and I just can't figure out why. <laughs> to be fair, there are <laughs> some books it. in the upper echelons of literature that don't need to That's be there. That's true, though. Um, mm-hmm. 
or actually push up my imaginary glasses, I just actually think that we need to reconsider what we consider a classic and mm. reconsider considerations in those considerable... We need to examine our canon so that it's more diverse and more more experiential for everyone on the planet. Mm. Uh, though the ending was disappointing in that it was a little vague as to the fates of some of the characters. <laughs> we run into these reviewers wow. a lot. People don't like endings. They just... <laughs> What? I just but what happened? A sequel. But what happened to Asuka? <laughs> Scarlet Letter Two. The, the, the Scar- Scarlet B. <laughs> the Vermilion B. Oh my goodness! You, you, Lester Wynn must wear this B for being a bad, a bad, bad. person. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh my! The book starts off with Hester Prynne. The main character being led up on the scaffold for the public to gawk at. She has been charged with adultery, which is obviously true because she has a baby and her husband hasn't been around in ages. However, she refuses to give up the name of her fellow adulterer to her uh, to her dress. All these people with their fancy wording. Yes. To her dress is pinned a scarlet letter. To her dress is. It sounds like it's like trying to be iambic pentameter or something, you know, like. <laughs> to her dress is and pinned. To, and to her dress is pinned a scarlet letter. Oh, it is. <laughs> I told yeah. you. I can and she, feel and it she in my is heart. released, but she'll spend the rest of her life no, being shunned and stared at. It starts to break down a little no, bit. No, no. Well, there's too um, many words in that sentence. The real beauty of the scarlet letter <laughs> is the rich language never found in contemporary work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no, nothing good has been written since the 1700s. So um, it's kind of like the people that like to take uh, like Justin Bieber lyrics and put them up next to like Queen lyrics mm-hmm. and be like, look how far yeah. music has fallen. But then to which like, I raise, Wham still existed in the same period right. as like... I also want to point out Queen existed in the right. same time period as Queen. And while Queen <laughs> did definitely make some rock ballads, they also made songs that were the same thing over and over right. again. Because yes. that's... Music. I want to date my car is iconic and important. Do we need to recognize it? <laughs> it isn't there like a, like one of those songs, man? I'm just. We are now going to oh, find this Queen song. The Google. Um, this is fun. This is this is how I, I operate. I, I thought you were going to compare Justin. There, Bieber there's one to where Ed Queen Sharon is like, I want to date my car because there's an Ed Sheeran song, or there's a Justin Bieber song that Ed Sheeran actually wrote. I'm and as I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is an Ed Sheeran song. Nope, it's a, a Justin Bieber. And I was like, Hot. which one is it? Um, oh, uh, it's is it, uh, um, Mama Don't, don't like, like You. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one sounds exactly like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> he wrote you. it. Yeah. He wrote it. And then I was, I couldn't, and then I thought, well, that actually, like, I now have a new level of respect for Bieber. And you know what? Bieber seems happier and healthier than he did he when he was a young teenager. Which is hope, the hope for all of us, right? Um, we're and happier so and healthier I, than I we really were. I really hope a that he and his Calvin Klein <laughs> commercials. <laughs> I think you're well. well. That's the Kate McKinnon version of him. But he did. He know, but that's why you, you know that he did it first, right? You know that like SNL was I'm like, what saying. if Justin Bieber did a Calvin Klein commercial? Well, no, I think I, it would look something. I'm just like saying that this. that's why we remember it. It's yeah, because absolutely. of yes, absolutely. and because he looked very silly. Um, let's see. <laughs> the characters are well developed and interesting. The story is also interesting, though very sad. I don't even know what interesting means when you're doing a review like this. It's interesting. It was all very it's just, I was so, so which which tone it. do you want to use when you say that? The story is very interesting. I think because it's a four star. It's interesting. I want to be clear. They did get fifty six percent. Um, five stars was like oh. overall is the spread oh. for this particular one that I found. Fifty six percent. It and seems like it should be more like in the seventies. Well, I, I guess there's I think probably when you're a lot forced of, like, to teams. read it. Yeah. yeah, when you're forced to read it, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I give it five stars of all the things that I had to read. Uh, Let's see. It shows the strictness of Puritan beliefs in the 1600s. Not the point of the book, but sure. It shows the difference between a person bearing shame and a person bearing sacred guilt. There you go. It shows the price of sin and the gift of forgiveness. The Scarlet Letter is a true masterpiece. Signed, Kellen Roth. Thanks, Um, Kellen Roth. Thank you, Kellen. Mm. Um, So let's, so that was a four star. And now we're just going to kind of decline from here. Oh. Oh, no. C. Elliott says, three stars, verified purchase. How many stars do you give a great writer? More than two. <laughs> did you say that? or did That is the subject of C. Elliott's okay. review. Just automatically great Just writers how, get more than how two. How many stars mm-hmm. do you give a great writer? Mm-hmm. More than two. That's Just, my limit. Well, there it is. <laughs> it's kind of like the thing that Matt Walsh tweeted like a few months ago. He's like, I don't know how much, how many human lives are, uh, the economy can afford, but it's at least 30,000. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just got oh. that number. 
just randomly fuck out of the air. It's because that's the number of people that die in uh, vehicle accidents uh, every year. Oh. And he was like, but we don't stop the vehicle industry. So, oh. wow. Anyway, here's what C. Elliott says, who's less of a dipshit than <laughs> Matt Walsh is. Goodness. How many stars do you give a great writer? More than two, I'm sure. Beautiful words align to create superb character. Suburb? Suburb. Suburb. They're from the suburbs. <laughs> it's just, it's really. It's a suburban Scarlet Letter experience. <laughs> and a glimpse of that period in history. Esther made a bad casserole, and that's why they make her wear the Scarlet Letter. That's how that's I think right. the suburban Scarlet that's Letter right. goes. <laughs> bad <right>. chef. <laughs> there are many thoughts after resting the book on a table, and I can maybe, oh maybe understand why the book was part of a curriculum. Excellent sentence length. <laughs> Are you kidding? Excellent There's, sentence uh, length achievement at times. Did he actually like count the numbers? I don't because I think that the amount of like complex sentences in early 1600s, late 1700s writing. Sorry, I'm not making any sense no, at all. Talking. Like it's just this really long amount it's, of sentences, and you're like you can't even like diagram them. I like uh -uh. I like the idea that like he's saying they're like twenty Tell words, me. or else yes. it's not an adequate <laughs> sentence. Sixteen, very disappointing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Oh, I think it might have been. It wasn't Virginia Woolf, but I was reading something around that same time period. Um, Anyway, this isn't, a, this isn't, isn't nope, not at all. No, yeah. it's not a good story because I can't, I can't remember, remember any of the details. He must, he must hate like short periods, man. The the man who's like, no, no, just like staccato, just like the entire writing style is just staccato. <laughs> right. That man, um, he's famous. If you can actually tell what the sentence structure is when you're reading it out loud, it clearly is not a good enough sentence structure, according to this man. Yes, yeah. Right. If you if you have to graph it out, that's when it becomes sublime. sublime. Uh, gorgeous grammar, and each reader gorgeous has a glance grammar. at the love triangles, the rituals of the what? time, pertinent language, and how words and body language can be perceived differently by others, an association that could be made in U.S. society today. <laughs> oh. I'm just I, the first person to note that perhaps classic literature says something about modern society as well. Have you oh. thought about that? <laughs> Can it tell us today, kids? Um, well, <laughs> the small book could be developed in a classroom with AIDS and probably has with huge success. Wait, AIDS, lowercase? It's not. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sorry. You're reading it out. I'm like, is this a health class? <laughs> <laughs> the Scarlet so Letter, sorry. you know, a story to teach kids not to get AIDS. <laughs> it just. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Um, no, uh, like, I think the idea is. You could do it in a classroom and have classroom assistance, aids. Assistance. Right. Classroom aids to also doesn't sound good. Right. Something to help with the gorgeous grammar. It's, it's like the classroom <laughs> guinea pig. Oh, God. <laughs> you just no, keep this no. vile veins blood. Oh, oh, no. No. What is oh, happening no. to you? No. Oh, goodness. Sorry. <laughs> bad, bad squirrel moment. <laughs> Am I allowed to make those jokes? I'm gay. Right. Yeah. And it's not a joke. <laughs> um, bad, uh, you can get it back. Come I've on. lost my place. Classroom. So bad. You go back to gorgeous. It grammar. probably has, with huge success, been developed for the classroom. Many readers of high school age have brains that are wired for faster gratification. I just don't see how this could be a must unless a book of choice. Is it starting to confuse you? What? The sentences? It can be a must unless a book of choice. Is yeah. it still being taught? My husband read it in high school. It was so slow, it raised my blood pressure. Well, the list goes on forever. But we got, I had to give it more than two stars because so it's a my, classic. So my opinion my is... Oh, goodness. <clears throat> it's a good book that holds the clouds of time. That holds the what? Sorry, one more time. Clouds. It's a good book that holds the clouds of time. Uh-huh, yes. Cumulonimbus clouds. My clouds of time, as we always have new viewpoints, and it delivered without the reader realizing it. A big plot without a huge word count, and left the reader and community for interpretation. That deserves accolades and probably two more stars. But I can't. I'm just curious if this was written by, by like one of those like you say a sentence, then you say a sentence, <laughs> yes! then I say a sentence. I mean, is this a person who's real, or yeah. did they just like it was like, oh, this is a fun drinking game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that would actually be really fun. Uh, a fun uh, little little extra bit to do for by the cover would be we drink and do our own Amazon reviews. Oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> that seems like it would be healthy. Um, I was not given this book to read in high school. Soon I will be sixty-eight and just read it for a book club. And I have many notes. Oh, Lastly, I have some notes. I found it. <laughs> On page 65. <laughs> Lastly, I found it probably the most boring, disenchanting, dreary, rot piece of literature, and I hope it's no longer taught. Wait, was this oh. the same this re- review same exact like review. Gorgeous, gorgeous grammar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Surely there is something else that has symbolism and beautiful words. I received a copy from Amazon that was print on demand, therefore worsened by no paragraph indentation oh, or spacing. Why would you yeah. do that to yourself? We really Although are trying I'm not to save sure there trees. Are many paragraph well, like libraries, breaks. though. Yeah, like, well, COVID. Yeah. Wait, 2016. Oh, 2016. Uh, yeah, yeah. No excuses. Yeah, like, although <clears throat> December of 2016 now, so maybe mm. all influenza hope was lost. A. Um, <laughs> okay, this next part is a little gross. Oh no! Just kind of in like, so I'm just gonna say like anyone with any like kind of like pika concerns should maybe not oh, listen no. to pika concerns. An avid reader all of my life, this book made me want to eat nails, long gray nails that could be used to hold fabric together. What? I don't know about the fabric. I have n- I like don't think upholstery. I've, I've never read a book that's actually made me want to made eat you, nails. I no, mean, that's I have really some. Like, and why did you finish it? If you if you are feeling like you need to eat nails, I mean, was this like a bunch of women sitting around going, "You must read the Scarlet"? I mean, letter. it was for a book club. I, I know guess. you're gonna sit here and you're gonna listen to us read the Scarlet Letter <laughs> yeah. until it's done. I mean, how does it simultaneously raise your blood pressure and make you want to eat nails? And yet you thought it was beautiful. Yeah, it I mean, was, there were it was, it she was used, beautiful. It was beautiful. I think she switched personality, like, like just like it was just, just like a different like person. A different Maybe he went back, like wrote it, wrote a That's review fair. back in 2014, <laughs> never finished Amended. it, and then read it back in read that review back in 2016. Mm. Like, I have some things to add. I have some notes I want to add. Um, <laughs> Many some, notes. Some some just quick. Uh, eh, where is it going? Mm. Um, some quick two stars, just there, just quickly. <clears> we got to get through this. Uh, Kindle customer, two stars, <laughs> could not get into the story. <laughs> I know this is supposed to be great literature. Oh. R. Davis, two stars. Great piece of Americana, but not on my bucket list. <laughs> there are no books on my bucket list. I'm just going to throw that out there. My question is then, why did you read it? Um, yeah, no, I I, mean... it was a great piece of Americana, but it was, reading it wasn't on my bucket list. No. Too late. It doesn't matter you now. You've it done now. it. Yeah. What's on your bucket list? Uh, Amazon customer gives two stars and says, good concepts applicable to today, <laughs> but difficult to access. <laughs> concepts oh. is spelt with no T. I think all you do is order it, and then you get it. That's access. Um, like, oh. I guess I didn't get a screenshot of it, but there was a really funny one that was like, I don't think that the like the Puritans of this story are a good representation of Christianity. I just want to be like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't think there's any Christian that would be like, yeah, the Puritans were the best. <laughs> well, um, uh, I don't think there's a lot of good Christians <laughs> who would be like, the Puritans were the best. Yeah. Um, and That's... and finally, some some interesting one stars. Oh, here we go. Uh, browser browser t five two. Browser t. Browser t uh, five two gives one star. One star for publication quality. This rating need only apply to the quality of the publisher, Millennium Publishers, not Mr. Hawthorne's writing itself. <laughs> yeah, because he was around then. I mean, so, Millennium Publishers. They I didn't, mean, I mean, Hawthorne, uh, you should have just gone into their offices why, and why said didn't something. Why Random House? Uh, dear posthumous Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, aware of who's uh, publishing your books? Simply put, do not <laughs> buy this edition of the book. Setting aside the totally unesthetic cover art, which quite frankly looks like a compressed Google image superimposed upon a black background. It's the same one that I had, actually. Uh, A lack of synopsis or any key information on the back cover. The pages themselves are difficult to read as there are no clear paragraph indentations. Does anyone really need a synopsis of the letter anymore? I I don't actually think that it has many paragraph breaks. Yeah, that's a a very long... I think that it's really Mm -hmm. just a big narrative. Um, although, so again, it does seem, and this was part of why I picked this particular edition, because as we continue in the one stars, mm. Family Readers gives one star, wonderful Family book, readers. wonderful book marred by a terrible printing, a wonderful classic marred by a terrible printing, get a different version, no indentations between the chapters makes it difficult to read on each page, no table of contents, no chapter indications, 
It's like someone took a text file, stuck it in Word, minimized the margins, and hit mm-hmm. print. How could I have been <coughs> conned into paying more for less? Well, you bought from Amazon. If you want to buy uh, from uh, a online bookstore, what you should actually go is bookshop.org because uh, they actually give a portion of their profits to local bookstores. And Ward Lamb gives one star. Vine Voice is Ward Lamb, and in all caps. Vine Voice. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're like a. It's they're a special. They're a special inner ring. Echelon. Of, of Amazon reviewers. Okay. Um, Do they earn this? Yeah. I no. Guess so, like, so, yeah. you if it's you like, review enough, like you can genuinely like raise in the rankings or rise in the rankings mm-hmm. of Amazon. So Amazon oh. has like a ranking system, which is very interesting. Okay. Uh, Ward Lamb says in all caps. Can't even find chapter one. <laughs> Where is it? Well, Terrible is a... printing of this book. No clear chapters. Stupid long intro from Custom House with no apparent end. I wish I ordered a different copy. The Custom House is part of every edition. And then I. <laughs> this is not like specific to any printer. Uh-oh. Like the Custom House is. It is a really long introduction. It's... Well, to it's be not clear. even meant to be an introduction. It's a context thing that you could skip. I mean, most kids do. Uh, <clears throat> no and then finally, it. Stacy K. No mm-hmm. pseudonym. Mm-hmm. How does Stacy spell her name? Uh, S T A C space Y K. Is that like? <laughs> is that like Y two K? Stasik. Stasik. One star. It's not the actual book. This is not the actual book, The Scarlet Letter. It's some summary of the book with no chapters. Oh, the description what? does not make that clear, and my daughter needed this book for the her English class. Oh, False advertising. Sad. Uh, hmm. So don't don't get fooled, everyone, by false advertising. Instead, get fooled by real advertising. <laughs> by these things. Fabric. Hello, we are What's Your Excuse? Podcast. Exactly. I'm Caitlin. I am Megan. And we are here to talk to you about all of your things that you want to shit talk about. That's right. Is your life going poorly? Check. Are you curious about diseases that are running rampant? Check. Check. Do you want to know all the places I have had sex in this world? Check. Check. (laughs) You can find that all right here on What's Your Excuse? Podcast. Uh, at Rogue Media Network, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and Google. Yes, that's right. And give us a follow. <laughs> What's your excuse? And we're back. And we're back. Uh, I'm still here. All right. Are you <laughs> Are you ready uh, for this this new segment? A whole new segment. Oh my. All right. Here we go. It's bum, ba, da, 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 Oh God! You, I hopefully can't sing that for much longer. Election season. That's right, everybody. We're gonna be taking a bunch of books that have to do with elections, the government, politics. Oh my! And so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into it, folks. Children's books. Uh, <laughs> today we are actually going with a children's book. Uh, it's called Donald Drains the Swamp. Published, this is a children's book? Published October 16th, 2018 by Eric Metaxas, who also is a Bonhoeffer scholar, apparently. Just really loves that Bonhoeffer guy. Uh, but also wrote this. <laughs> Donald drains the swamp. The cavemen need help. Their king has forgotten all about them, thanks to what? the swamp creatures who surround the castle. What? <laughs> They're slippery and scaly and slimy. Oh, no. Donald is just a caveman. But when the people ask for his help, he realizes there's only one way to save the kingdom. Drain the swamp. I mean... Written by number one national best-selling author and humorist Eric Metaxas and illustrated by award-winning artist Tim Ragnett, Donald Drains the Swamp is a whimsical parable for the current political moment. What are you... What, now, what do we think of, of this, my fellow Americans? <laughs> They, they got it right that Donald is a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> I do appreciate that even wow. even as the hero of a story, he is still a troglodyte, you know? He seems to have an undeveloped uh, an undeveloped skull and... Um... So, yeah, um, there is someone on here. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. C. Masura gives one star and says, disgustingly clear indoctrination propaganda material. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No, that, that was the five star? No, that's a one. <laughs> okay, I was just checking, like, 
Big, <laughs> big money, big money. Um, <laughs> no whammies. Now, to, to be fair, other people were, were duped, like Amazon customer who said, I was hoping for a funny satire, who apparently thought oh. that this oh, was going to be making fun of joke. Although, yeah. to be fair, I, I don't... I mean, when you look at the illustrations, that is misleading. Yeah, especially because he's he's wrapped in an American flag. Um, in like like a like a animal skin, mm-hmm. but it's an American flag. Yeah, I'm kind of amazed that it. it doesn't tip directly into parody. Like even if even if you don't agree with the ideology, right. that you don't find parody in it. Well, I yeah. found parody just in the description that Josie read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe apparently, it was the voice. For, apparently for CMSR, uh, uh, they were sent these for their wife's birthday to read to our kids by her Trump supporting brother. I skimmed through them to see first what the content was like. Oh, because this is a three-part series of Donald the Caveman. Uh, <laughs> it disgusted me completely. This is some of the most blatant indoctrination and propaganda material I have ever seen. They were immediately disposed of. This is expanded on by Amazon customer who says nothing about propaganda. I was hoping for a funny satire. I wish I didn't have to give a full star, but I can't go lower. This book... You could just not review it. I don't know if people realize this. To be fair, I think that this person is trying to like Monster, let them yes, know sure. that this book is egregious propaganda that reeks of anti-Semitic propaganda about I mean, that Jews. Doesn't, that doesn't surprise me, considering the, the like the like the same tired the, the lizard, lizard yeah the lizard people like, yeah, yeah the fact that's that the really the fact that the monsters that have to be drained from the swamp are scaly and slimy is the big is the big thing about them and the fact that yeah that the lizard people conspiracy is entirely based in uh, in anti-Semitic conspiracy theorism. So yeah, uh, so yeah. I just I can't. Oh God, I think I, I think I would disown someone. Like if 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 a sibling of for mine like sending you this sent me that for like theoretically child. children, <laughs> like to read to Griffin, who definitely the English language. Like that would I I would I would just be like I don't think we can associate for a very long time. Um, let's just, see. Wow. Uh, Valentinov. I trust who sounds like an American gives five stars and says, Q listen, I don't know. But he does say <laughs> Q listen? He says cute. Oh, I and thought I you said, said like no, Q said, listen. No, no, like, no, no. oh listen, mom. Listen, listen Q the listening. So, mode. so Vladislav says a good illustration. Oh, Interesting God. No, story. You were, you were like that a, rings the truth, <laughs> humorous. Somewhere between like Russian and right. Italian and it's yes. concerning. Uh, and Vladislav ends this with it I mean, needs to be read in public schools. <laughs> Does it? Um, it sounds does like maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs> it sounds like maybe. Um, central uh, scrutinizer, which I love that as a, as a name. I'm a central scrutinizer. Mm-hmm. I kind of sit in the middle, scrutinize things. <laughs> centrist. Gives five stars and says, excellent osaurus. Excellent osaurus? Mm-hmm. Yes. Jobs, not mobs. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that plays important book, maybe. I barked out loud, laughing at the biggest creature from the swamp. Oh, goodness. Very witty, as should be expected, from uh, one of the most engaging and hysterically funny speakers ever to command a podium. The book is perfect for kids, especially ones with parents exhibiting full-blown TDS? Total Democrat syndrome? I don't know. I've never heard of that term And before. or giving this book one star. The illustration is excellent as well. I'm going to go with like something Democrat syndrome. Mm. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> it's tiny penis syndrome. Wait. TDS, tiny dick syndrome. Oh. So if your parents just aren't man enough, then you need to give them, then then, then you need to read this book. I mean, to be fair, I do suffer from that. <laughs> this book. Smooth like a Ken doll down there. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Book. Didn't we? Didn't we agree to some mom rules? <laughs> Sorry, we did not actually. I well, I I thought that I had sent that as part Wasn't of my contract. Your writer, the contract. Oh no, like, we didn't get the green M and M's. Oh shoot, um, Mike, help! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this book simplifies and distills the truth of what has been happening behind the scenes that mainstream media have not covered truthfully the last two years with their 24-7 fake news assault 
in parentheses, fake news equals biased reporting slanted to, a, to portray a subject mm. in the worst oh, possible light. thanks for the light. definition. Gee, thanks. The narrative on Donald has been fake news 24-7 while obfuscating the previous admin's yeah. utterly corrupt weaponization of the federal government against its deplorable citizens and I candidates I actually thought that when he ran for office, that was fake news, and then look where he is. Yeah, no, like, I thought I was like, was no, joke. this isn't real. This I can't actually, be real. I, I yeah. really distinctly remember um, hearing yeah. on the radio that Donald Trump was running for president mm-hmm. for 2016. I was driving to work. And they're like, uh, and once again, like Donald Trump has put in his bid for president. Right. What a what a ridiculous guy. He keeps doing this. And I was like, I don't actually know this Donald Trump person because I was in high school. Or, yeah. no, I well, wasn't. he didn't, he didn't was, actually run private previously. He kept on like saying it, I yeah. think. But a few I just, times, wow. but. Um, anyway, oh. um, <laughs> shock and awe. Red Tsunami coming November 2018. Win Bigley. Oh, here we go. I didn't realize that the Republicans were referring to... Them trying to win a lot of seats in in the in the in Congress as the red tsunami because I do hate that it's terrible mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. lots of things lots of thank you mom <laughs> lots of things lots of things um, listener you fill in the blanks <laughs> James L Maris says five stars Donald drains the swamp delivers verified purchase oh my confession I bought this book hoping to win big in Eric Metaxas giveaway bigly. Bigly. I didn't win as I'd hoped, <clears throat> but it turns out the book was worth every penny Prize all on enough. its own. <laughs> wow. Spoiler alert. Skip to the last paragraph if you hadn't read it yet. Thanks, James. Thanks, I'm really worried right. about the spoiler alert for this. Yeah. I wonder what this book is about. You know those famous like children's books plot twists? They just right. every time. Yeah, usually... usually the, the, the title is the summary, you know? I think I got <laughs> that's it. Right. Uh, okay. Well, that's true of Dr. Seuss. Well, let's let's get, let's really get into this. I do remember my mind being, like, blown, though. Like, there was the, you remember the, the Grover Sesame Street book of the monster at the end of this yes. book? Mm-hmm. That, the twist of Grover being the monster yes. in the book, it was always just like, <gasps> That's who it is. Yeah. The people of America are in big trouble. There are swamp creatures feeding off the republic. Now this is interesting. They're like I just I want to hold on. I want us, I want us to hold on to this. Mm-hmm. They refer to America, presumably like U.S. America, mm-hmm. and then they've also refered referred to said uh, country mm-hmm. as a republic. Hold on to those. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be little, little clues for us later on in the story. <laughs> More interested in their own welfare than listening to the people. Donald shows up and digs a trench to divert the water away from the swamp. The swamp creatures are not happy, but the people are ecstatic. They ask Donald to be their king. Donald refuses. And remember, there's already been a king, but this person called it America and called it a republic. There's a king, and they want Donald to be the king. But Donald refuses, suggesting he'd rather be someone who listens to the people, not someone exercising power over them. You mean like a president? They ask. You no. know this idea that's just coming. We're just coming that, up with off the cuff, right? Uh, now. Donald Trump came along to America, that kingdom, got rid of all the swamp creatures, and then he said, "I'd like to be a president today." <laughs> that's how it went. Um, by high- and that song and dance, and here we are. By highlighting the power of the people and the true role of the president, the story restores perspective about the historical ideals of America. Using clever illustrations that suggest certain well-known swamp creatures, that just makes me so uncomfy considering what else we know, the tongue-in-cheek nature of the book makes its point bigly, chuckles abound. The book resonates on many levels and is appropriate for children, as is any enduring classic. Mm. To be fair... Has been out for two years and we're still talking about it, so I don't know what you think of as How a classic. How far did you have to dig? Uh, actually, <laughs> Dad told me about this book. Yes, because he thought that I would find it very funny, and I did. Um, <laughs> the existence of it. I mean, not he like, didn't send it to you to no, indoctrinate no, no, you. Like, let's no, be exactly, fair. No. Let's be really clear about your dad's politics no, and what told, they are not. He told me like it wasn't like Josie. Hey, today, you gotta read this. He told me today you oh. should do this book on your podcast. Oh, he did. And I was like, okay, oh, yeah, look at you. Out. Oh, uh, so clever, I need to blame clever, him. Clever, cute, dead on. Donald drains the swamp. Illustrates perfectly the stinky money grab of the elitists in Washington and the popular mm. appeal of caveman Donald. 
I highly recommend it. I double dog dare you to read it, even if you don't agree politically mm. with me. Well, wow. I've been double dog dared, so now yeah. you have to. It's like a curse. Make the purchase. Make the purchase. Uh, and speaking of making the purchase, <laughs> yeah, double dog dare you to <laughs> listen to these ads. What up? I didn't even plan that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go Waco. Alright, we're back. Once again, Congratulating ourselves on some excellent segues. So yeah, so I feel like we've really managed to kind of hit a, a, a variety of flavors so far, and so now here's for something completely different again. Yes. Um, so today I'm bringing you to the Red Rope of Fate: The Elves of Lessa, Book One by K.M. Shea. The the Elves of Lessa. Lessa, L-E-S-S-A. In a land. The lessers and the moras. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. I came up with that joke just a second too they, late to be good audio. Were they wrongers? They might be. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's a wronger, maybe. Let's listen on. In a land where humans and elves find it difficult to communicate, Terry, an elf, is bound to Captain Arian, a human military officer, in a ceremony designed to promote friendship between the two races. Is it a marriage? Is, I don't... It definitely sounds a little bit like a marriage. It, but it's not, though. But it also definitely sounds like it could be, like, like a slave thing? No, so, so, so I don't know how much you know about, like, world mythology, but there is, none. like, a, there is a thing, uh, none at all. Zero world <laughs> mythology. Um, but there is a thing, I think, in, like, certain Asian cultures, I, at this point, I can't remember if it's China or Japan, um, so I'm just gonna kind of cover my bases. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Uh, that like two two people who are bound to like fall in love with each other will be tied by a red rope or by a red string of fate. And so oh, like it's a gotcha. thing that exists in other places, but I think that perhaps the I think I saw a Dora the Explorer episode about that actually. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the red string of fate, but what? <laughs> Red backpack? Just do. Did the backpack talk about it? <laughs> the I'm, in, I'm, talk about it? I'm in love with another backpack. <laughs> it's also red. <laughs> we need to find it. It's on top of the mountain. Oh, it was. I have was, never seen an entire episode of Dora the Explorer. I have seen a lot of Dora the Explorer. Why? Why? Because Grandpa's house, morning cartoons. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Beth and I watched cartoons all the time. So much Nickelodeon. Dora. It was the same time I was watching Blue. Blue's Clues. Yeah, Blue's Clues. <laughs> um, it was my, uh, it's my youngest sister's, it was like her go-to show. So Dora? I watched a lot of Dora. Mm-hmm. A lot of Dora, and then we moved on to Diego. Um, when the ceremony is over, the pair discover that the impossible has happened. They can understand each other in spite of the language barrier. <laughs> Thrown into a storm of politics. Is there no language <laughs> class? Like in, in this fan, like in nope. fantasy yeah. high school, like, like yeah, yeah, like I went to an Elvish immersion. You're just going school. to have to use, you know, some hand gestures for the rest of your lives I, as you try to communicate yeah, with your bounded person. Your entire yeah, that that that's the big one. Is for whatever reason, we as a society have agreed we will never know each other's language. We are trying to do peace negotiations, but we will not communicate with right. each other. And the way that we do those peace negotiations is by, I guess. I don't know how they agreed to do this. Like, was there just like a human and an elf one day who like both grabbed the same end of like a red string and they were like, we are both looking at us <laughs> forever, never to be parted. It's like, it's like a Looney Tunes thing and yeah, they just get like right. tied up in it. Yes, but they can't speak to each other. It's the Spider-Man, it's, all, it's the Spider-Man like, meme of like the two like Spider-Man the pointing at each other. longest marriage ever. We don't speak the same language. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> biting. <laughs> Thrown into a storm of politics, Terry and Arian are put in danger by those who want humans and elves to remain separate. 
To make matters worse, Terry realizes she has fallen in love with Arian, who has the emotional capabilities of a rock. As both societies dictate that an elf and a human can never be together, Terry must conceal her feelings. Unfortunately, the taciturn Arian is watchful and attentive to Terry's well-being, constantly pushing her to her limits with his loyalty, friendship, and dreadfully informal habit of touching her. Wait, doesn't he have... Like, he has no emotional no capabilities. Emotional capability, right. But he cares about He's really her. Sensitive, like, like looks though. out like for her like well being. It's a sensitive rock. It's like it's like your pet rock. Right? You know? Oh no, honey, you cannot have a dog. Here's a rock. He loves you. He's a sensitive rock. And he can't speak your language either. I just but I have to know, like, is it one of those situations because I feel like this happens a lot in books. Where the the couple that's eventually going to be together, like they're talking and they've had good chemistry and they've mm. been good friends and they've taken care mm. of each other. And then it's always like the girl who will say something like, "And and you know, I just I care about you." And the guy's like, "Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh huh." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh," and I knew he he never would comprehend the the feelings I have for him. No, no, I guess maybe it's, like, the particular, like, type of wish fulfillment books that I have read is, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like in, like, especially female-written romance books, it's often the guy being like, oh, no, I I feel things for you. And the woman's like, oh, my God. Dear. I thought that couldn't be a thing. I guess, yeah, no. I'm a rock. But I'm a rock. I'm definitely thinking more along the lines of, like, action or, like, fantasy action. (laughs) Action books. Adventure and, like, fantasy and stuff. Where, like, when the romances are, like, the side plot, it definitely Mm -hmm. makes sense that you'd actually have better... All right, keep reading back. I'm sorry. If Terry and Arian survive, their tumultuous relationship will either strengthen their country's alliance or cripple the human courts of nobility. (laughs) The deciding factor will be Arian and his indecipherable feelings for Terry. Like caring about her and <laughs> touching her. I mean, but what, what was it? Well, how was he touching her? Uh, he just had a bad habit. Of informal bad habit. Oh, an informal, informal habit. habit of touching her inappropriately. It, I guess I think, I think I think it, it, it just says dreadfully informal. Dreadfully informal. Dreadfully, dreadfully informal. informal. I think the idea is just you know some touches on the shoulder, mm-hmm. maybe grabs her hand to help her up into a coach. A coach. No, no, don't me. Okay, I'm confused. Which one is the elf and which one is the man? So Terry Person. Terry is the elf. T-A-R-I-Y. No. T-A-R-I. There we go. I want there to be an I in there. Why? But there's not. And there's not. T-A-R-I. Uh-huh. And then Arian is the, the rock. A-R-Y. Arian, the rock Johnson. Oh. No. So, A-R-I-O-N. So Terry. Okay, that's not as bad as that. Yeah, right. Uh, I was like, uh, how, you named wow. your human character be, it Arian? Could be, it like, could be Orion. 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 Um, okay, so so the the <laughs> human is the male. Yeah, the and, rock. Uh-huh, and the the female. The, Our perspective, the female, the Terry. The felf. The felf. The felf. Yeah, it's oh, actually right. felf, melf. Oh, get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes it. Kind of like how we say, like, ma-human and, like, ma-woman. <laughs> There's a difference between humans and women? Yes. No, no. <laughs> you just said They're entirely different. No, ma, you just said ma, ma is what denotes, like, no. human. No, I know yeah. what I said. Mom, I'm just trying to defend it in a really, like, annoying way now. Because I don't like to admit that I have verbal flaws. So, so in the final sentence, they do want us to know, Red Rope, of Face, Fit, Red Rope of Fate is a clean romance set in an epic fantasy world filled with elves and magic. If you love sweet romances, humorous stories, and magical adventures, download a sample or buy it today. Well, let's, let's download a sample of the reviews. Yeah. So imagine Harv comes in with our first five star, one to reread over and over again. Where do I start with this book? I'm not the aimed at age group, which I could put at 11 to 15. Don't <laughs> let that put you off. I first read this when I was 16 and have since read it another three times and am likey to read it again. I likey. <laughs> and I am, I am likey. I, I think it's so delicious when we run into teen reviewers, mainly because like specifically we run into like 16, yes. 17. They're like, I'm Back a little too was, adult. Yes. I'm a little outside the age group. We had someone who was like, um, what was this? Maybe a twelve-year-old would like this story, but at thirteen, it's just a little much. The start of this book begins the ceremony between the chosen elves of Lesser and the chosen humans of Kalnor. This is where we first meet Terry and Captain Arian. Actually, we meet, yes, 
From then on, I was hooked and couldn't put it down. I even read it during the breaks I was taking during my studying. The story continues with the relationship between Terry and Arian growing from formalities to friendship to love. Not only is there kidnapping attempts, the struggle overcoming social boundaries, and the bring of two country together. Wait, kidnapping attempts? Yes. Attempts. So, so in this... In their friendship slash love, there's kidnapping attempts. I think the idea is that because <laughs> because they're a, a like a successful human. Elf so other people are friendship. trying to kidnap. Yeah, them? I think they're trying. Yeah, my guess is that Terry gets kidnapped a lot. Probably Terry gets my, kidnapped. I'm a guessing lot. Terry gets kidnapped fairly often, <laughs> just based off of what is Terry's status in the society? Elf. Because yeah, they just like elf, and then there's the Captain Arion. This book, mm. as other reviews have said, is a light read, but from my personal view, it has a very deep message. How society forces many people to become selfish just to fit in. Or it can be that the higher up in society you are, it doesn't make you exempt from your actions. On to the characters! Oh my. No, wait, this is all the same review? <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. I adored Terry and Captain Arian. Terry's spunky, loyal, fiery, but innocent personality. I loved how she was independent and she stood up for Arian's family. Arian is another amazing character. Tall, strong, wise, sensible, and handsome. But he has his faults, which adds more to his personality. He is an introvert, but Terry slowly brings him out of his shell and he develops how to show his emotions. Healthy, healthy interaction with other people. Oh, my favorite kind of romance. The one in which the man learns how to help deal with his emotions in a healthy way. Because this is the thing. This is the thing that, like, and maybe maybe he is just very aloof in this story. But have you ever noticed that we always say, like, men don't know how to deal with their emotions or, like, don't know how to show their emotions? Mm -hmm. And what we mean is they just show them by being really angry. You know? They do show their emotions. No. Just not in a healthy way. They don't always show their emotions. I think they can be, I mean, it could be very stoic. That's true. But then usually that ends up Stoicism, anger. breaking, yeah. I would argue. And one thing, fun thing from therapy, this has nothing to do with the podcast, hopefully it gets cut, but anger is a secondary emotion. <laughs> All right, moving on. Good to know. Um, so then Kindle customer comes in with maybe one of my favorite one-star reviews of all time. Amazing! Buy the book! <laughs> the book was incredible and has become one of my favorites, so much so that I bought the audio to listen to when I'm doing monotonous things like dishes or scrubbing the bathtub. But I would advise against doing this. The reader... <laughs> I do it all the time, but don't you dare! <laughs> I think the reviewer probably means, like, don't do it the first time. Sure. Yeah, especially not woodcutting. <laughs> <laughs> the reader has the voice of a blonde bimbo and turns lovely, elegant Terry into a mindless cheerleader. Oh. If I have to listen to that sing-song brainless voice yellow t yodel Terry in the range set to dogs barking one more time, I will scream. Terry? Set to dogs barking. Oh, in the rain. I thought that was her name. Yeah, I don't. Bimbo saying her own name. I guess. Terry, come find me. My guess is Terry over here. I'm in the rain. Elves have a very strange grammatic structure where they start every sentence they're saying. Third person. Third person. Terry is worried about this. <laughs> Terry thinks Arian needs um, to express more of his emotions. That's just Brooklyn Nine-Nine, though. That's fair. See, in the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> Terry, Terry Cruz, who plays mm -hmm. uh, Sergeant Terry Jeffords, uh, who then becomes Lieutenant Terry, Terry. Jeffords. Uh, it's very common, I think, I in shows where like they're clearly trying to cast a particular actor. Anyway, he refers to himself in the third person a lot. And that is why... I made that connection. Mm -hmm. Joke. Very well funny crafted. Joke. Um, this book has a real wealth of just sort of excellent, like, three-star reviews. Mm -hmm. um, so Phil says, a story for tweens. <laughs> I enjoy the stories written by the author. They are bright, cheery, with little danger, no bloodshed, and happily ever afters. But can we please move into the 21st century and have women who keep their own names after marriage? That's, that's the one thing I really need from feminist literature. Women in literature need to stop taking men's names. That's where I draw the line. What about the kidnapping? <laughs> We're just not, listen. <laughs> as long as you don't take his name, there will be no kidnapping. But you took his name and there it was it. Off with her. We take her away. Anonymous. Anonymous says, okay, elvish human light romance. 
I don't know what it was about this book. Maybe it was that the female lead seemed a little bit childish or a caricature of herself. Maybe I was reading into it too much and should have been reading George R.R. R. Martin that day. Just like a wild, like, I don't think you should be reading this book as though you're looking for George R.R. R. Martin maybe ever. It was still a good, clean, romantic lead with a twist or two for younger readers. I still recommend reading it on a lazy weekend if you're in the mood for elvish human light romance. Hollis Warmworth says, I found it good. Reading, comma. That's it. That's found it good reading. Hollis leaves. At last, but certainly not least, Robert Schuller wants to let us know, kind of a light scam. Well, I did read it all the way through. It's And it's not annoying or anything, but it's kind of a scam. The girl turns out to just be a member of a dance troupe. <laughs> what? The big... You, the, tur- you really pulled the wool over my eyes the, there. The big McKnight Shyamalan twist ending was... <laughs> dance troupe. <laughs> she was in a dance troupe the whole the time. dance troupe. But it was the, actually an interpretive dance that they were doing, right. not a real story. But the oh. enemy turns out to be kind of trivial, and the proposed match will further th- further dilute the elves' magic. So, why all the excitement? <laughs> this this romance story had a villain who wasn't really all that relevant. I am shocked. <laughs> but let's make sure we're really worried about the feminist message. For sure, for sure. Oh, last names last and kidnapping. 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 <laughs> did get stuck in anyway, the mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, it's guys. So we do awesome. this to each other all the time. I know, time. I know. And I was but like, it was just like all of a sudden coming, we just mocked you. It's coming out of my mouth, and I'm like, and cue mockery. <laughs> and there it was. Thank you both. Oh uh, Well, despite our mockery, we appreciate you being here, Mother. Super fun. Did not know what to expect at all. I mean, listen, that's how we roll. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> also don't, don't usually know uh, what to expect. Um, but it's always a great time here by the Cover Podcast. Uh, we currently record uh, in the shop on Franklin uh, in Waco, Texas. We are super appreciative to be able to use this space. We are also, of course, appreciative of Onichan Productions and Rogue Media Network, of whom we are a part. And Mike Hamilton, our lovely, lovely producer. Uh, we, we we just love him. He does he does so much work. We come in and talk for an hour. And, he and then he makes, cutting he, make, he, he makes a podcast out of it. Um, um, thank you to They Might Be Giants for letting us use their, their song for a yes, theme. That Tumblr message is, of course, legally binding, and we will be holding on to the screenshot forever. Do not come into I mean, us in court. I mean, even if they don't let us use it anymore, I think we're going to hold on to that Tumblr message and be like, remember that short period of time? When, when, when They Might Be Giants said, sure, to us. Is that the actual word? Yeah, yes. Oh, it was. Sure. I sent one like this long thing. I was like, here's our podcast. We're really excited. Like, uh, one of our co-hosts just absolutely loves your band. Like, all this sort of stuff. We would yeah. love if we could use it. We have no money. And they're just like, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, go check out some other podcasts. Just in just general in out general. there. <laughs> um, give us a review on uh, Stitcher and mm-hmm. iTunes, and we will read them. Oh, um, actually, um, uh, words, words, words. Uh, Arcade Raiders <laughs> just came out very recently. Um, Arcade Raiders, what do you? Arcade Raiders uh, just came out on the network, uh, and then also coming up, we're gonna have story from stories from the streets, stories mm-hmm. from the street. Uh, be be hooking people up with our network. We have a lot of a lot of really cool things going on. Anything else? Oh my gosh, was this like a fully clean episode for us? It was super close. It was, was real. It, it was like very close. I said, I, I, I said some fuck words, I think. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, the writer. Um, <sighs> at this rate, like, we're just never going to be allowed to have. We will never not have an explicit tag. It's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, well, at least we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> What? Not having an explicit tag. Um, okay. Well, at the end of every uh, at the end of every episode, um, oh, I've I've been Josie. That's been Becca. This has been my mother, Stacy. Thanks for mansplaining our own names. I'm sorry. It's okay. You want to say your name? I, I was just taking your name instead of you taking. Mine. This has been Josie. <laughs> this has been Josie right here, in your ear. I'm still Stacy. Um, thanks, mom. <laughs> Uh, every every uh, episode we I like to Becca. we like to turn uh, we like to turn to Tammy Hogue uh, and her delightful book uh, Dark Horse. 
most specifically the bi-weekly burger channel most specifically yes the 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 book that i found in my dumpster that had a whole cut out of it (laughs) to hide drugs inside i'm guessing (laughs) i had learned pieces of this story from my research on the See, that one I want to know so oh, bad man. what it is, but we never will. We, we could never go find that book ever anywhere. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective. And um, what's up, everybody? It's Dave Yar, um from Change Waco. And uh, welcome to Stories of the Streets. So in Stories of the Streets, we'll be bringing in some locals that will talk about what they've endured in Waco, police interactions. We'll also be talking to experts, which will include politicians and also some police officers. We're trying to get people from, you know, everyday walks of life to Black-owned business owners to just random people who have been here in our city, you know, a little bit probably longer than we have, and speak on a lot of the things that they've experienced throughout our city and throughout their own personal history. And then like uh, Jasmine mentioned, yeah, we want to bring in as many officials as we possibly can to kind of come in and educate and help people understand, you know, how being a politician works and what it's like um, on both sides, you know, being a police officer, hearing all the police brutality stories, then trying to be, you know, one of the good ones. The goal of this podcast is to simply bring people in that will tell you, you know, what they've experienced in Waco. Hopefully it'll be relatable to somebody out there. And this isn't just a pro-black thing. We want everybody to listen. We want this to be as inclusive as possible. We want to have as many guests of many colors as we possibly can. We do want people to understand that black people's voices need to be heard and our lives matter. We are available on all podcasting platforms as Stories of the Streets. Please leave a like, you know, share with your friends, share with your families, yell it to the streets. We're going to be here every other week to bring y'all as many stories as we possibly can. So subscribe and tune in as much as y'all can. We appreciate it. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.